And we are back, The Fairness Doctrine. Yours truly, Chuck Morse, Dr. Patrick O'Heffernan. Love those new bumpers, that being Muddy Waters. Patrick will be joined shortly by uh, uh, Judith, Dr. Judith Reisman, Sexual Sabotage. And uh, let's see let's see if we're, we're on board here. Uh, Judith Reisman, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Oh, we're gonna, we, we have to get Patrick first. Anyway, Patrick and I yesterday talked about this... Uh, this website, um, Maria's Maria Talks, and uh, everyone's up on board. Uh, we are back. Chuck Morse, Dr. Patrick O'Heffernan. We are joined by Dr. Judith Reisman. The book is Sexual Sabotage. Judith, how are you? I'm fine, thank you so much. I've been reading all about about this girl. Her name is. Mm. Oh, you're talking, yeah, Maria Maria talks. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday, Judith. Yeah, and she's done all this work for an 18-year-old girl. All this accurate work, I'm so impressed about her and her Aunt Lucy. You know, let me just, uh, Patrick, for the sake of clarification, yesterday we talked about this, and uh, you you said that uh, this uh, group had gotten a $100,000 grant from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, as a one-time deal, but in fact, this is one thing I did look into. It was—it's an annual hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and and uh, one of my sources on that is none other than the Daily Kos, which of course did a laudatory article on it, but yet referred to the annual one hundred thousand bucks that they get. And that the controversy is that Governor Patrick has been asked by several organizations, and not just Mass Citizens for Life, but others, to stop funding this thing. And he has stated, I will continue funding it. I think it's a great idea. Now, putting aside, Patrick, and you and I can talk about this separately, which is exactly what do you, why do you need $100,000 to run a website? I mean, we've talked, we have a website. We talked, to, <laughs> we talked about a website that has all the bells and whistles that might cost maybe two or $3,000 at most. But I want to know who's getting fat off that $100,000 and who's getting the money and why. And that's a more of a political question. Well, first of all, I, I, I stand corrected. Um, I thought it was only a one-time grant. Uh, yeah. Secondly, my, my information on that was that the, uh, the initial $100,000 wasn't actually used for the website. It was used to conduct the surveys that led to the website. And thirdly, um, yeah, we can put up a website for a couple of grand, but I happen to know that for a quality website uh, with the number of pages this one has and uh, et cetera, that um, you're, uh, well, I did one similar to this uh, for Link TV, and we spent $60,000 on constructing it and getting it up and running, and probably an ongoing 10 grand a month to keep it going. So, that's uh, unbelievable. you and I know how to do things really cheap. Well, that, that's a heck of a somebody's <laughs> making a pretty good, Somebody's making a pretty penny off of that. No, no, well, no. It's, well, it, it, no, it has on. to be. It has to be. It has to be. Since this is an accurate website, then the person who's making all this money must be Maria mm-hmm. and her aunt, her aunt Lucia, because. Mm-hmm. It's Maria. It's talking, isn't it? I mean, yes. that's what it says. I see all the pictures of Maria. She's smiling. Everybody's happy. I'm so pleased for her. And, uh, like and her dear here? aunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 never, never would right. I say a thing like that about the sexology profession that's been leading us for the past 40 and 50 years and causing the trauma it's already caused for our kids and giving them the false information that it's giving them. But but the the issue here becomes honesty, isn't it? Accuracy, isn't yes. it? Well, 
if we're talking to these teenagers and telling them how to engage in various uh, sodomies... Stuff uh, that they probably never even heard of before looking at this site. You know, some of the things that are described in this site that's supposed to be for young girls are things that Mm -hmm. I doubt if my daughter has ever heard of these things. I didn't even want to talk about it when I went home because I'm afraid she's going to now look at this thing. I talked about it with my wife in private. Mm-hmm. Well, the pa- the fact is, I, I just did a quick content analysis here. Uh, uh, I didn't check into the, how often Maria is called Maria, because that's a lie. Okay, mm-hmm. so we start off with a lie. There is no Maria. Maria is an invention of the bureaucrats who created this thing. And well, I don't think they adults. pretend that there is. I mean, I think it's a fictional That character. isn't the point. That isn't the point. They're yeah. presenting themselves as completely accurate. These are teenagers. These are kids. They're not even teenagers half the time. Right. They're young kids. And, and when they have a boy allegedly on there named Thomas saying, I think Maria is pretty cool. I want to ask her out. And then they tell these kids how to engage in various kinds of sodomies without in any way, shape, or form really telling them the truth about the, tra- the trauma that results from this, now you're talking about stepping into something else. You've got pictures there that glamorize and smile through everything, including HIV. That's part of their accurate statement. These kids who are looking at this material, and they can be 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds and so forth, they have been brought up to believe images. They've been brought up to believe right. what they're seeing here. And that is what they have presented. And Maria does not exist. And I don't say this loosely. I say it because Maria is a construction, a, 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 a propagandistic construction to bring these youngsters into the truth world, to bring them into the belief system. Mm. There is no Maria. There are a bunch of, of adults over there. Who those people are, I would like to know who really constructed it. I want to know their backgrounds. I want to know their right. sexual proclivities. Those are the facts that the kids need to know if they're really going to know the truth. I you know, Judith, I, I have known over the years, you know, several people that might be similar to this Maria, except a lot of them are now dead. But uh, I I am deeply, the the thing that bothers me also about this, putting aside the morality of it or the lack of morality, is that I'm bothered by it as a feminist. And when I say that, what I mean is that, uh, you you know, the the way they describe abortion, and and again, Mm -hmm. I mean, I do support legal abortion, is that they don't tell young women the whole truth about abortion. What they say is, and I don't have the language in front of me here, but uh, I looked at it last night. They go, abortion is easier than you think. And yes, mm-hmm, there might be. Mm-hmm. And they say there might be uh, very rare complications, but it's very, you know, they, they make it seem very easy and normal. Now, a couple of years ago, I interviewed an author who actually wrote a book anonymously because she was a clinical psychiatrist working at an Ivy League university as a uh, counselor. That was Miriam. That's, right. Okay, yeah, so you know about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sure. she talked about the fact that um, she counseled young women who were thinking of having abortions, and by law she was not allowed to discuss anything other than here's where you go and here's what you do. But yet she would have the she wrote uh, many case studies of young women who would come to her after the abortion and the psychological, the physical damage. You know, it, it, she tells a horror, horror, harrowing stories of of a woman 
seeing her dead baby in the toilet a, a, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks after her abortion when it came out. And, and some of the psychological damage this has done, some of the physical damage, some of the, you know, and all the rest. And these are horror stories of, of young women becoming depressed, suicidal, probably committing suicide. We'll never know the whole bit because it's never been investigated. It's been kind of hushed mm-hmm. up. But the fact mm-hmm. is that this website, you know, if they want to support abortion, that's their business. But they won't tell women the truth about abortion in all of its permutations. This is something that is not allowed legally. It's not politically correct, besides. And that bothers me as a feminist. It bothers me as a father of a daughter that women mm-hmm. aren't being told the truth. If you want to be pro-abortion, well, Chris, Chris, Chris fine. Tell women Chris the truth. You know, when you, go yeah, to, when you go to the hospital to have surgery, if you have diphtheria or malaria, the, the, the medical, the doctors tell you everything you need to know about the after effects of it. This is the only thing that happens in a hospital where, where, where people are not told the truth about what happens afterwards or what could happen. Yeah, but, but Chuck, let's begin at the beginning here, and, and that is that this, this Maria thing is uh, giving falsehoods across the board. You mentioned uh, the, the reactions of these women. Well, I've interviewed more young women who have had abortions, and, and forget the, not forget the abortions, but young women who have had multiple partners because they thought that that is what they should be doing. And hooking up. Suicidal, yeah, suicidal mm-hmm. ideation and actual suicides are, by, are absolutely fallout problems that are associated with this. So is depression. And so I look on this website to see how accurate this so-called information to these youngsters is. And what I find is suicide has two mentions only, and only in relation to violence, to somebody being raped, right. that sort of thing. Well, it turns out that young women have souls, they have hearts, they have hopes, they have, they have dreams. And when they hook up, quote-unquote, with some guy, when they have sex with some guy, and, and they have a physiological response to that, and we know it's a bonding response. Yeah, friends with benefits, that. they call it. Yeah, well, there are no benefits, really, right, and the fact not. is that, that these youngsters are suffering terribly, and depression is common, and the only mentions of depression in this document, which is supposed to be accurate, would be three mentions in that, in, in one is about violence, if you're raped, the other one is about you can get depressed if you get these implants, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there could be fallout with the progesterone shots. There could be a little bit of depression there. Well, the fact is that, that this Maria business, in my view, because I have studied sex education and sexology for the past 35 years, 40 years, is just the same old, same old, except that now we are promoting oral sodomy and anal sodomy across the board, and nobody is talking about their relationship of anal sodomy to, uh, to AIDS and to HIV, quote-unquote. You've got 28 citations right. there to right. anal sodomy, for crying out loud. Oh, I know. And, and no one's Stop. talking Give about the... Give me a break. And they're not talking this about studies revolting. that have been done that connect a, a, a abortion to breast cancer, either. All right, we're going to take no, a brief break. We'll be right back. about any of the accuracy I- issues. We'll be right back, Judith. Please stick to the time. Okay. You're listening to The Fairness Doctrine on the Cyber Station USA Radio Network. Patrick, it's all yours. I mean, Chuck, it's all yours. It's both of yours. Rich and uh, Judith Reisman's our guest. Patrick, why don't you chime in? 
Yeah, you know, and, and looking at, at, at this and also listening to uh, the way and uh, the, the very uh, precise way in which Judith has uh, gone through the site, I'm going to begin to change my opinion. Okay. Uh, that, Don't uh, want to take us on, eh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, uh, I, I read through it uh, from the point of view of is this um, technically accurate information, but um, the context matters, and as I think Judith has accurately pointed out, there, there are um, emphasis and lack of emphasis that, that do matter here, and uh, uh, while, I, while I disagree with you and the National Cancer Institute agrees with you on the connection of abortion to breast cancer, uh, there is a connection of, of, of abortion to depression that's been documented, mm-hmm. and there isn't, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it's, it's not it, like any operation, it has its risks. And, you know, when you go in, like you said, Chuck, when you go in and have a, an operation or anything, one of the things you do is you sign a form that says things can go wrong. Uh, but you and, also uh, are informed of all aspects. And yeah, by the way, I didn't right. say that it causes cancer. I said that there have been several studies done in Europe mainly that link it and that, can, that breast cancer has become an epidemic in this country and, and worldwide since the 1980s, and that's around the same time that abortion became legal and more common. And my question to researchers... Well, well wait a minute. I, I, you interrupted me. I wasn't done. Oh, okay. I wasn't done agreeing with you. Okay. okay. We <laughs> love that. You keep uh, on that agreeing. I love it, take, especially take when you yes said I know. Answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just noticing that the National Cancer Inst- Institute published a report in February that after a review of all the available data uh, that they said that uh, miscarriage or abortion does not increase women's subsequent risk of developing breast cancer. That information may be updated and it may show something different. That's a side issue. What I want to get back to is that uh, I, I think that, uh, that the context here actually renders the information incorrect, that this kind of information does Thank have to be you. delivered with a context. They're not mm-hmm. delivering it with a context, and even though it may be technically correct, it's not really correct, and I think that uh, it needs to be revamped. And I also, and offline, was talking to uh, uh, Judith, um, who pointed out that uh, Big Pharma's fingerprints are all over this. That oh, no it's, doubt it. It, it's designed to sell more of Big Pharma's products, and, of course, that's not being revealed here. And, and for your information, um, Judith, the, uh, mm. the website is run by the AIDS Action Committee of Massachusetts, uh, mm. You want to know who, who it is, and, and that's who it is. Right. I'm going to see if I can find out who funds them. So I'm, I'm going to drop back uh, and say that while the information, as as far as I can tell, seems to be uh, accurate, it is not in context, and without that context, it's not accurate. Okay, and Patrick, I, yeah, I, looked, well, I, would, I looked into yeah, a little on. bit about who funds the Age Action Committee, and the only I didn't find a lot, but I did find that they did take a check from George Soros. Anyways, uh, Judith? Mm. Yeah, well, matter. I mean... As, as far as I'm concerned, look, you know, I started my research way back looking at cigarette consumption in the old days and the, the so-called scientific data on the link between cancer and, and tobacco consumption. And way in the old days, uh, all of our research said, no, 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 there's no connection at all. And when I tried to get data on advertising and the advertising of cigarette consumption, even our, you know, our government agencies weren't even 
beginning wouldn't even dare to look at those connections. So I'm, I'm very cynical about yeah. the kinds of, of research that come out of the government. I know how people work. I've been there. I, I did a major research for DOJ. So, you know, this is not the person to talk to about that. But I look at the factual realities in terms of what I see all around me, and that is that when young girls engage in oral sodomy instead of with, with some guy that they met, you know, six, six days ago, Ago or two hours ago, and when they're told that anal sodomy is perfectly all right as well, and when they're given all this kind of information, we're looking at crushing the hearts of millions and millions of young girls and boys too. By the way, don't think that the boys engage in these activities, you know, without without severe harm to them. So we're not even talking about college kids. We're talking here about high school, junior high school. I'm talking to these kids all the time, and they are heartbroken and they are depressed and they will do anything to get a boyfriend and they will put on any kind of clothing they're shaping their bodies they're worried about their weight they're, they're, this is no way to deal with them this kind of so-called factual information there's nothing factual here I'm looking at what they say uh, not just about abortion but about all these sexual activities you can't talk about these girls getting involved in these activities without telling the truth about the harm that it causes them emotionally and physically, whether it's going to bring about abortion or not, is not the whole story. Right. The way, right? Okay, so wake up and smell the coffee. We have been so desensitized and so dehumanized over the years, guys. You know, I mean, all of this was illegal pre-Kinsey. We go back to my book, Sexual Sabotage. All of these activities were illegal pre-Kinsey. You didn't seduce girls. Seduction was against the law. It was a felony, for crying out loud, in California, much less uh, the, the sodomies that we're talking about. And there were reasons that these things were illegal, and they were not invalid reasons. And the only time we see in this material, the only time we see mom and dad, first of all, there's no word for father. There's no word for husband. There's no word hmm. for grandmother. No word for grandfather. One time mother is mentioned. I, I, did a, I did a check on the number of times that parents are mentioned. Well, 24 parental mentions, but most of those are insurance, parental insurance for crying out loud. And when you talk about your parents, they're either cool, which means you can tell them what you want to do and they'll approve it, or you don't want to talk to them. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, that's when terrible. Mom and charge of human sexuality education up until the sexologists got hold of it and big pharma when mom and dad were in charge yeah i'm sorry they maybe didn't tell the kids everything that they were supposed to tell them but those kids were not having out of wedlock pregnancies i have the data we all had the data the venereal disease was down at the bottom of the barrel and they were significantly happier with with nothing to compare in terms of depression and suicide and suicidal ideation so the, the sexology profession, which is built on Kinsey, stepped in, took over for parents, said, because parents don't tell the kids about all these things, we have to tell mm. them. And now That's we mantra. have a, a brokenhearted population of youth who are, who are then going to run this country. We're in trouble. Judith, does this web website actually say on it that if your parents aren't cool, don't tell them? Does it no, say that? No, no, it says, no, 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 no. What it says is if your parents are cool, you know, you right. talk to them. And if you can talk to them, that's dandy if they're cool. 
But the implication, Pat, you understand, Chuck, what we're seeing. Uh, What is the subcontext? What is the subnarrative here? The subnarrative here is your parents, if they agree with all this stuff, and they'll tell you all this stuff, and they'll help you with the abortions and all that garbage, that if they do that, they are cool. That means you can talk to them. But if they're uptight parents, the kind of parents who say, hey, I don't want you going out with that guy. I don't want you doing this stuff. You're staying home. These are uncool parents. These are parents that you can't really, quote, talk to. So you go to, to, right. to no, Aunt I, I Lucy. Now, uh, now well, Judith, who's Aunt Lucy, by the way? Yeah, I mean, see, Aunt Lucy's another propaganda structure. That's cre- Don't think this did not go through the appropriate advertising critique. Come oh, on. it has it has Aunt an ad agency feel to it across the board. I, I've worked I was, for ad agencies, yeah. and it, it sounds sure. like, you know, some agency in Boston probably, you know, that's who probably got the big money here, by the way. They, sure. they constructed can, all of this. Absolutely. And who are you going to trust? Well, you want to have, everybody wants to have a cool anti-mame. Yes. A cool Aunt Lucy, and you can trust Aunt Lucy. Well, Aunt Lucy shows up, I, and then there's a picture of a doctor. You know, big smiley. Well, where's all those smiles all over this place? Come on. Yeah. Most of our kids are in a state of real trauma. If they're engaged in any of this kind of stuff, and if they're not engaged in it, they're also in trauma because everybody else is doing it, they think, right. except them. So, so this is a, a, a boondoggle from beginning to end. It follows up on all the other kind of boondoggles the sexology profession has pushed on our kids. The, the data are clear. Our STDs are off the charts. Our rapes of children by children are off the charts. Teenagers are messing each other up. This is not a pretty story, and this is the accurate story that should be told on this website, and boy, it is not. Patrick? There's a, a lot of things to respond to there, uh, and I'm, I'm going to, because we have limited amount of times and I can't respond to all of them, I'm going to, to focus down on... Uh, the the things that aren't being said and the fact and just repeat what I said that there's not context here um, it, mm-hmm. that uh, all of the uh, the conversations that uh, Maria is having and I do agree it has an ad agency feel to it is very very professionally done uh, it has, uh, and uh, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there wasn't drug money involved in this I'm I'm currently looking up the uh, the 990 for um, the agency uh, I don't it just because I want to find out who's funding it, uh, like you say, um, that all of these statements that they have in here about, let's say, birth control, for instance, um, they show there's different kinds of birth control. That's fine. I think uh, kids these days need to need to know about it. But what they don't talk about, and that, and I didn't see that. That, that never, nowhere in here does it say that the best way to not get pregnant is to not have sex. Now mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. that uh, that's a tough sell to uh, teenagers, uh, but it's a cell that needs to be done, and uh, that's something that uh, Maria and her aunt should be telling people, that uh, that the best way is, is, is to not have Patrick, sex. Patrick, we have to, we have to go to a, a, a break. Judith, can you stay with us for a while? Oh, sure. Patrick is going around agreeing with me for heaven's sake. We might sake. as well, yeah. This is something I, else. I, I often agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean on. I don't mean a hundred percent. Okay, we're going to go to uh, a break. You're listening to uh, the Fairness Doctrine, left, right, and uncensored.
Hello, America. You're listening to the Fairness Doctrine, left, Factual right, and uncensored. Support for that at this and, point. Uh, at this do, point, maybe someday they'll prove it. We're back it. on the air. We are back on the air. Um, Chuck mm. Morris, Dr. Patrick O'Heffernan, Judith Reisman's the author of Sexual Sabotage. Judith, uh, one of the things that Patrick and I discussed yesterday with regard to the business of this um, uh, Ask Maria website is that, um, Patrick, you said that you thought that it was a good thing that the, the, the site has no value statements or it doesn't take any positions um, with regard to any values. It's all just plain old statistics and facts. And, and I really see the opposite issue here i think I, that i'm changing my mind on that okay <laughs> but, but yeah what you but what you but what you expressed patrick is in fact the 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 uh, ethos of this site and and is the ethos of the entire uh, sexual structure around that judith talks about going back to kinsey that to hold values as part of or judgment with regard to sex is is a bad thing that you need to remove that i mean i trace it back to freud who talked about polymorphous perversity as being the ultimate human good. What polymorphous perversity is, is a, a society in which people can have sex with anyone, anytime, anywhere, in any combination, that this was a good thing. This is the ultimate example of, 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 of emotional health, and that to disagree with that, you were repressed or you were somehow hung up. Yeah, yeah, but Chuck, but Chuck, uh, Freud backed down on that one. He did, that was not the total story. He talked of polymorphous mm -hmm. perversity, but he also that's where he kicked in with this so-called latency period. Not that I agree with the latency period. That's a, another long story. But where he said that there ought not to be sex. You know, children shouldn't be engaged in any kind of sexual activity until they reach a certain you know a certain level of maturity. And when I was talking with with Pat, I mentioned you know there's another big problem. With this bunk that, and I call it bunk, that we're being dealt with with this this chicky do here, our, our Maria, um, who, by the way, is an, an oh, never mind. We won't go into Maria, but um, there's another point, and that is that we know the the brain science data now are across the board in agreement that the kids are not really mature enough to make any kinds of sexual decisions at all like right. that until they reach 21, 25 years of age. The cognitive function. The, the ability to make those kinds of, of very complex and life-changing decisions don't happen, should not happen, until they're in, mature enough to make those decisions. So here we have this bunch of people here claiming to be the experts. They're holding themselves out as experts in this $100,000 website. Um, they're holding themselves out as experts, and yet they're ignoring the very fact that the kids that they're talking to, all of them under 18, are in no position to make those kinds of decisions. They should not be making those decisions. And the idea that there's nothing left to these girls to defend themselves with, you know, when I was a kid, you could say, uh, no, I, I can't do that because my mommy and daddy will find out. Or, you know, I can't do that because I'll get pregnant. I, you know, I'll get an STD. There are excuses now to cover all that. And Big Pharma, let me tell you, sure. is right there with all those excuses. And they're also there with the Viagra to give the kid because the majority of our of our consumers of Viagra appear to be younger fellows, not the old guys. Why would a young kid need Viagra? Uh, isn't that a good question? <laughs> well, that certainly is a good because question. We can 
We have to go into that another time when we talk about pornography, and that is okay. why they need Viagra. But anyway, we'll move away from that one for now, and we'll say that, that all of the shots that they're going to be given, all of the, the vaccines awful. for the STDs, all of the, um, the help, you know, that after you get the STDs, all the coverage for that, all the, the abortion stuff, all that's making these guys rich, you know, the big sure. pharma rich. And they know that the human brain is not adequate to handle these kinds of, of, of stimuli and these kinds of data until they're mature enough to, quote, unquote, vote. So give me a break. Uh, we've been conned to your people, but we've been conned now for the past 40 years, in my view, based on my extensive research. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody's got to start stepping up and taking the the brunt of this and saying, no, you can't do this. Kids can't do this. Go back to why did we have the laws in place in the first place when Kinsey came on board? Why was rape, half the states in the the nation gave the death penalty for rape, the other half, I mean, they could, you know, and the other half life? Why was seduction against the law? Why was alienation of affection against the law? These are all to protect young women, young girls who have a quick a quick response mechanism when the guy says, oh, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful, I want you to be the mother of my child, but let's do it now because I can't wait, you know? Hmm. And and I know the feminist movement has claimed that we're all these, you know, uh, you come a long way, baby, and all that sort of stuff, but girls will tend to do what the traffic demands. They want a nest, they want a boy to take them to the prom, and if that requires standing upside down, doing the gymnastics, having the sodomies, doing all that kind of garbage, most of them are going to tend to do it. Okay, we're going to welcome aboard our affiliate stations. You're listening to CyberStation Radio Network uh, and uh, WDIS AM 1170 in Norfolk, 1490 KT will be with us. Okay. 1490 WWPR in Bradenton, Florida, KRKQFM in Ashland, Oregon. Dr. Judith Reisman, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It was a delight. Thank you, gentlemen, for engaging me so excite- in such an exciting conversation. You're entirely welcome. Sexual Sabotage, available in all major bookstores. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Get it.